Welcome, we're your hosts Alicia and Whitney on Coming Coming Up Higher, where we're creating space through conversations, special guests, and inspiration for you to come up higher in the things of Christ in everyday life. Hey, Come Up Crew, it's Alicia here, and I am delighted to introduce this episode. We have special guest Joanna Harabedian with us, and she shares her story about becoming Ms. America 2019 through 2020. She actually got to reign two years because of COVID, and she's done it so gracefully and well representing of Christ in the process. And she shares her journey of God calling her into the pageant world, overcoming insecurities, obstacles along the way, and ultimately winning the crown and the journey that it's taking her on and the opportunities it's opened up for her since. And it's really powerful. And I hope it encourages you guys today that are wanting to step out into something new that may be out of your comfort zone or scary. Let Joanna's story encourage you to walk out what God is asking you to do. But before we do that, let's take a listen to a sponsored message for our podcast. Hey, Come Up Crew, we're so excited to announce our signature Coming Up Higher merch is now available. It features our official Coming Up Higher mountain logo and is available in a variety of sizes and styles so you can find the fit that you love. You can shop online at our website, aliciaandwhitney.com slash store. Also, tag us in a picture of you wearing your new gear and we'll be sure to share it on our social media. Let's represent. Hey everyone, welcome to Coming Up Higher. We are Alicia and Whitney, and we're super excited for this week's episode Mm -hmm. because we have two incredible people to interview and just great friends and just really um, great warriors Mm -hmm. in the kingdom. Spiritual mentors to us even. They've they've been a blessing in our lives many ways. Yeah, so uh, we get the opportunity to interview actually each of them. They'll have their own episode this season, Mm -hmm. and so we're super excited. They have incredible stories, and the reason we have to do two episodes is because their testimonies are that good. Yeah, it's a (laughs) power-packed couple. Yeah, seriously. So we couldn't fit it all in one, so we're like, we're going to do two. Yeah. Um, So we'll go ahead and introduce to you Joanna Arabedian, and she's a gifted singer, songwriter, and musician who sings in English and Hebrew, Mm -hmm. and I think we'll be lucky enough today to get to hear her sing in Hebrew. She is a sought out speaker for women's conferences for her gifts that help women receive inner healing and kingdom identity that brings transformation. Joanna was recently crowned Ms. America 2019-2020 and her upcoming book Love is Personal is soon to be released Mm -hmm. and she has a coaching program for women available online and uh, she also has a new song called Your Silence is Deafening. So we're going to talk about all of that Mm -hmm. because this Her life has just been such a God journey and just the doors that he's opened up uh, just through her yes and through her obedience, they're just incredible. And so we want to welcome not only Ms. America, Ms. Joanna to the show, but also her husband, David Harabedian. Yes. Welcome, Mr. America. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we just, we we love you guys. The history we've had together, you know, eight, nine years back and just the way God moved in Branson, Missouri for healings and miracles and the way you two just flanked uh, the minister as he would pray and would intercede, make things happen and birth things from the spirit into the natural. And people would walk away healed was just an amazing, organic, natural team play where one body, many parts manifest the glory of God that it might be done in earth as it is in heaven. But I, I'm going to go 
on verbal mute. <laughs> Give it to Miss America. We love yeah. that. Yeah. So we're, like I said, we're so happy to have you guys on and, and just having um, watched what God put together when, when we all work as a team, when we're all, when all parts of the body are in function, it's just amazing the connections that happen. But Joanna, um, take us on the journey of really how God uh, started you on this process, uh, being in the pageants or in, and just you're an intercessor, you're, you're a singer, like we mentioned, there's so many things. Just kind of take us, take us on that journey of, of how you became Ms. America. Okay, well, thanks so much, first of all, for having me on here with you guys. It's such an honor and so exciting. I yes. just love your show. It's just fabulous. And uh, we know it's really interesting because it starts back to your formation of who you are as a person. And so, especially as women, and this is part of my platform and my coaching program, because I've had to go through this journey myself, which ultimately led me to help me win, you know, Ms. America. And uh, I used to struggle with self-hatred and I, you know, thought I was ugly and didn't see my worth or my value. You know, I just believed all these lies about myself. And uh, so as I went through my, my journey of healing, you know, I began to learn who I was as a daughter of the King of heaven yeah. and began to come out of agreement. First of all, become aware of what I was believing about myself, mm -hmm. you know, because when you believe negative things about yourself, you also tend to attract negative things into your life. Oh, I like that. So like attracts like. And um, so that those negative things reinforce what you believe about yourself. And it's just like a vicious cycle. I call it the hamster wheel cycle. Mm -hmm. So you just go round and round. Oh, I'm ugly. Somebody says, oh, you know, you're not that pretty. Or, you know, if you're with a guy or whatever, people say negative things about you. So it's just a vicious circle. So you have to come out of that. And, you know, that I was able to do by the grace of God and with his help. And so as I began to grow in that and then learn who I was, began to love myself, appreciate myself, value who I am, um, you know, that makes all the difference in the world and believe what the truth is. You know, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I am created in his image. And uh, so that journey eventually led me to Redding, California. And there I was at uh, Bill Johnson's uh, school ministry. And I learned a deeper level about love. And what was interesting is I had a vision I had a vision um, for my birthday um, because God was dealing with identity. And so in this vision, I was up in heaven and there was this big, huge, grand ball and the ballroom. It was like this master ballroom, ginormous. I mean, I can't even describe to you how big it was. And so all the hosts for heaven were there. And it was a birthday party for me that Jesus was having. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so uh, to my right, to my left were these, three mighty musical angels they were like stunning majestic and um and then to my right there were these five pianos and i love playing grand piano so david I've, i have this thing where every time i go somewhere i play a grand piano if i see one there you know if i'm able to play it yeah yeah and so um so there was five of them the four of them were black this beautiful stunning like beyond marble black. It was just, they were just stunning. I don't even know what kind of stone it was, but the one in the middle was double its size and it had my name on it. And it was completely studded in diamonds, but it was, they were more brilliant than diamonds, mm. the entire piano. I, and, and it was just, wow. So I'm standing on the dance floor and um, Jesus begins to approach me. And um, then he allows me to see myself 
as he sees me. And I saw myself with this almost a Hebraic kind of crown headpiece and this stunning dress and shoes. And, and it was beautiful. And so from that moment, my image, self-image shifted because I no longer saw myself as I saw myself. And so, and then he danced with me. And uh, so, and then I felt the Holy Spirit saying, I'm going to have you crown my daughter's princesses. Now I had no idea. This is back in 2009. I had no idea I was ever going to be in the pageant world. Mm -hmm. So fast forward, I had a gentleman, uh, a friend of mine, he was uh, very, very prophetic. And he said, Joanna, I had a dream about you. And I said, well, what was it? And he says, well, I saw that you were crowned with many beautiful crowns in different seasons. I thought, Oh, that's great. You know, spiritual crowns from heaven. Oh, you know, that's wonderful. Well, little did I know that that was going at actually with little literal crowns. Hmm. So my first pageant was in 2013 and my dear friends are like, Joanna, you should, um, you should compete for Ms. Orange County. Now I used to have kind of a little judgmental attitude about the pageantry. You know, I thought, you know, it's just foo-foo and, you know, I'm, I'm not one of those or whatever, you know, so I had to repent of that. <laughs> and so I said, well, why should I compete? And they said, well, because you're a leader and you're a servant in your community. You serve your community, you know, you're, you're in leadership and you help women and you help people, you do all these things. And you're a great example of a godly leader. And I thought, oh, you know, that completely changed my, my perspective. So I decided to compete and I got some coaching and I ended up getting that title, Ms. Orange County, Mm -hmm. 2013. And then the following year, I ended up getting um, another title, Ms. Anaheim, California. So now this is a state title. Now, during that time was when I felt impressed to do start doing these princess crownings um, for girls, for women. So the first one that I started with was for a quadriplegics hospital. Um, It was for kids who had lost all the use of their limbs. Mm -hmm. And we did this whole Christmas service for them. And I worked with the firemen and the chief was Santa. And we were able to fulfill the wish list for every Mm -hmm. single child in their family and the, the staff. And so what we did, yeah, it was really cool. So what we did was I, uh, I taught on what a princess is um, to the kids and they were all ages. And I taught about the qualities of a princess and, um, and then we crowned each girl and then the fireman gave her a rose. And then um, I had some friends who um, would pray and just give her a blessing. And we had the blessing in a heart is a red heart. And the blessing was on the heart. Yeah. And then what we did for the boys was we crowned the boys a knight of the king of heaven. So I had the firemen do a knighting service for each child. Well, there was this one young lady, uh, and we'll just call her Karina. So there's one young lady. She wasn't able to come to the general service. So we took the entire thing to her room. Now, when we walked in, she wasn't responding. She wasn't awake. Her eyes were closed, nothing. And I thought, well, that's weird. So I called her name. I said, Karina. Hmm. And she opened her eyes. And then I I explained to her that we were here to crown her a royal princess of the king of heaven. Her eyes got all big, you know. Hmm. And so then we explained everything and we went through the ceremony for her. And when the fire, and she had a trachea. So when the fireman laid the rose on her shoulder, she started talking and we didn't know, but 
prior to us walking in that room, Karina had been non-responsive for five weeks. Wow. Yeah. She hadn't opened her eyes. She hadn't talked nothing. And then when I called her name was when she opened them for the first time in five weeks. Mm. And then um, she hadn't talked in five years Five years, oh my gosh. five years. So the nurses were undone because, you know, they were crying and, you know, they just couldn't believe what a miracle it was. Yeah. And then I remembered what I had felt spoken to me that I'm to crown girls and women, a Royal princess of the King of heaven. And so that began my, my platform, the for, power of the crown, right? The power yes. of the crown mm-hmm. and also the influence. Cause I had another young lady. Um, she had been in an, uh, been hit by a car drunk driver and she'd lost use of her limbs and she had been watched, see me, she saw me walking by and she called me into her room and, um, and she showed me pictures of what happened to her before, you know, the accident and how she was now and how she felt she was so ugly and, and everything. And I told her, and I'll just call her Tina. And, I'll, and I told her, I said, Tina, you are more beautiful today than you were before that accident. I said, you are a hero. You're a heroine. You have, you saved to a baby and a child. And you sacrificed your life. Do you know that you wear the the crown of honor in heaven for what you've done? You're amazing and you're beautiful and you're gifted. So I spoke life to her and she started crying and and she couldn't believe that, that I was telling her this. And so she said to me, she said, you know, Joanna, if somebody like you believes that, then it must be true. Mm-hmm. And now, obviously, it's not just it's not about me, it's but it's about that that position and having that influence. So we when we're in that position of influence, we have the power to influence people's lives for better for yes. forever. Yeah, you know, so that was the beginnings. And so um, as I then a few years go by, David, and I got married and, um, mm-hmm. and then I had some health issues. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ring on it. We were both single and celibate. I was yeah. single and celibate for 16 years and he was single and celibate for 25. It pays oh, wow. to wait. It yep. pays, pays to, to wait. wait. That's yeah. so That's right. I wanted to, I wanted to um, go back a little bit when you were talking about um, the, the power of the crown or what had happened, some of those testimonies, because I think something that the church lacks is, is that knowledge of beloved identity Mm -hmm. is that knowledge of he calls us beloved. He, uh, he chases after us, the father, you know, he, we are his, his crown jewel and, and a lot of, uh, you know, as a figure of speech, but, um, how powerful that if we all took hold of that, if we all truly understood who we are in him, um, the miraculous happens. And it did happen with that little girl having not spoken for five years. And, and so I think that's, that's so powerful, Joanna, how you've not only been obedient to step into what God has called you to and, and, uh, the words that he's spoken over you, but to then take that influence as he's blessed Mm -hmm. you. And as he's given you those titles and the crowns to then go out, extend what he's given you in that beloved identity to other uh, to other girls. And so yeah. I, I really, I really enjoyed that. Well, that's so good because I know like, even as you were talking about just the self-hate and stuff, like I know I've dealt with that. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of women, especially, I'm sure some men can say that as well, but I know just from my experience, 
uh, you know, it's just kind of it starts off underlying, you know, and just kind of these thoughts that you think are you and it's, but it, it grows and it gets to a point where finally, like God showed me within, I don't know, last year or two, like Whitney, that's, that's self-loathing. Like when you speak to yourself like that, and it's so important that we, we realize like we're made in God's image. And so if we're saying something negative about ourselves, we're speaking it against God. And it's so important for us to, uh, you know, like you ladies been saying, just, just getting that identity rooted in, in Christ because, uh, so much, so much comes from that. And your life is a testimony, right? Like, had you not gone through that journey of re-identification in Christ, like you wouldn't be walking in what you're walking in now. And how many people would be missing the blessing that, that you've been able to extend because you, you went through that with God. Um, and I, I heard a pastor once talk about how sometimes we don't realize how important we are. And that's not like in a, in a, you know, like a bragging way or like a uh, prideful, self-righteous. But like, if you think about, um, you know, somebody like David, you know, when he was a shepherd out in the field, like he didn't realize that God was going to use him to slay Goliath. He didn't realize that God was going to anoint him as king. You know, he just thought he was this lowly shepherd boy and that's how his family treated him. But God had such bigger plans for him as he partnered with God. And right. so that's just for all of our listeners out there, like realize because of Christ in you, you are a big deal. Yeah. And it's not so that you can boast or be prideful or anything like that, but it's so that God can use you to be the Ms. America or God can use you to be the teacher that invests in people's lives or the doctor that helps save lives. You know, um, God, God wants to partner with us and identify us so that we can really bring his kingdom down to earth. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, that, and that's a really good point, you know, because here's the other thing is, when you don't know who you are and how amazing you are. So that's one of the things that big things I teach is that you are celebrated. Heaven celebrates you. So you have permission to celebrate yourself because you're celebrated. Your heavenly father celebrates you. And when you really begin to get that and, and that sticks in your gut, you know, you can have it in your head, but when it it has to be in the gut. And so when it does, it eliminates jealousy Mm -hmm. and insecurity. I mean, I used to be so insecure, you know, and then I would get jealous Well, she's got that him. And, you know, when I was, you know, early single days and everything, but see, but when you know who you are and you're celebrated, that there is everything right about you and that there is nobody like you, nobody and what you have and what you carry, no one else can carry. Mm -hmm. And what you have inside of you is something that the world needs to hear. So whether it's the bank teller, whether it's the clerk or whoever, or an audience, it doesn't matter. Only you have that special message. Mm -hmm. And so when you know that on the inside, then you're able to exude that on the outside, you know, so practical application of coming out of agreement is number one, recognizing what's the, why you keep saying it to yourself. Mm. Oh, I'm ugly. You know, I'm never going to find a guy. Oh, I'm single. All the good ones are taken. You know, I'm not going to find the job I want. I'm too old. So see right there, that's a whole slew of them. Mm -hmm. So becoming aware and recognizing them is step number one. And then you have to come out of agreement with it. I come out of agreement with uh, that I'm ugly. I speak the truth. I am beautiful. And you have to say it with energy because, you know, if you look at the beginning of time, it was created with words. So words have energy and they have power. Mm -hmm. So when you start declaring over yourself, I am, I'm beautiful. I am amazing. 
I am all that and a bag of chips. <laughs> and you look yourself in the mirror and your, your whole disposition changes. And then you actually begin to emit an energy that's going to attract a good guy or an energy is going to attract, you know, something positive because that's what you're, that's the frequency you're carrying. And, you know, if you look at the frequency of heaven, what is it? It's love, it's joy, it's happiness. It's, it's the opposite of everything negative. And, uh, yeah, so that, that is a, that's a key thing right there. Um, that is huge for women and your life will transform once you begin to have that. And that's a part of why I started my coaching program, because, you know, so many women struggle with that. We all do, you know, and, 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 but it's being able to come into a place of empowerment and we need a coach. I've had coaches, you know, and, and, um, that's how we get better. And so that's, what's been so powerful. So, then after, um, so a couple of years, went, a few years went by uh, while Dave and I were married and I went through some health challenges and I had to get past that. And uh, then in 2019, I thought, hmm, you know, I'm going to check out the Miss America pageant because I had heard about it and I'd been actually eyeing it for a while. And, but it was just not the right timing for me. Um, and so then I saw that there were two days left to apply oh, wow. and get accepted before the deadline. Right. Talk about cutting it close. <laughs> yeah. And and it was six weeks before the pageant. Okay. And uh so I, I said to David, you know, do you feel like you know God would have me uh compete in this pageant? And what'd you say, honey? I looked her, I said, yes, <laughs> this is the year and you'll win it. Oh, you'll win wow. it round. And so just to give a little background for five years, she asked me that question every year. Hmm. And I said, I'm just not sensing this is the year. And I didn't want to pour cold water on the vision the Lord had given her about wearing many crowns, but there's a timing in things. And if we'll move in the right timing, we'll move in lockstep with God's plans and purposes to fulfill our assignment in the earth. And when I said that, it just came out of my mouth. I remember we were driving back mm -hmm. we from somewhere car. like in LA to Orange yeah. County, California. And I remember just looking, it was that prophetic point. Mm -hmm. She looked and that's when she went on her phone. She says, there's two days left for the pageant. And so she, she contacted the pageant owner and uh, yeah, so reached out on, on the- I applied yeah. and went through the whole process and uh, got accepted. And then I only had six weeks to prepare. So I hadn't been in a pageant, you know, for a few years. Right. And uh, so then it was crazy. It was super intense. And um, and I had two coaches, um, which they're phenomenal. And uh, one helped me with uh, the interviewing and then the other with my walk and and everything for the dress and for your sportswear. Let me just step in here real quick. So I I don't have girls that I raised. Mm -hmm. And so I had no idea. But that six weeks finding matching shoes, the tennis shoes with the right color, with the sports outfit and yeah. the dress and dealing with the, my honey is amazing. <laughs> a, a shout out to men who have daughters. <laughs> I give you kudos and bow and obeisance. Um, I only dealt with that six weeks before I got my wife back. And I got the uh, my wife back in this America too. Yeah. Results wow. my very yeah. Yeah. yeah, results my <laughs> very. I love that. <laughs> yeah, it was quite a journey. And then she, you know, Joanna had a lot of people praying for her in that time. And yeah, I did. Yeah, you know, and then I had I had issues with my dress and 
because it has my dress is beautiful and stunning. It's, stunning dress. it's a very heavy dress. It's like, you know, 12 pounds, 10 pounds or oh whatever. My gosh. And there's a lot of tool underneath that to make, you know, the bottom bell out the way it needs to. But I mean, it, it was a nightmare trying to get it right because it was too long and there's all this fabric and I was tripping over it and, <laughs> and then it wouldn't be right underneath, you know, and so, um, uh, and so I was at one point, I was so frustrated. I'm like, I hate this dress. This dress is not, I'm not going to win in this dress. And David's all, you need to change your words and you need to stop saying that and come out of agreement. I'm like, I love this dress. This is my winning dress. <laughs> yeah, I control good. the dress. The dress I does control not control it. me. That's right. The dress serves me. I don't serve the dress. And what was amazing, and I don't know if we could pop maybe an image on or something, but when Joanna was crowned, the crown pink glittery matched perfectly the green mm. the, the it was an identical match wow. to the crown and the dress and so she almost rejected that dress and sought after another one but there was warfare against her mm. wearing that dress to match so who would know those yeah. you know god moments and on the journey you know, picking up those breadcrumbs that it's him leading us. So, yeah, that's what I love about God is he's a God of the details and things that we don't even necessarily think matter or, or things. So who cares if I change my dress or whatever, but God, God has orchestrated our steps and ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And, and it's so good to just to come into agreement with what he said and what he's doing. And because it's just so much better his way. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's interesting is this, had she switched her dress and had she still won and the crown would not have matched her dress, we would not have known. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's only in hindsight obeying mm-hmm. that those, those breadcrumbs and picking them up on the journey that when it happens, it's a bigger excitement that mm-hmm. wow, God was in this the whole time. And the enemy of our souls tried to derail us Hmm. away from something through frustration, but God re-railed us. Right. And also I had to practice when I preached. So (laughs) I had to come out of agreement with my negative words and come into agreement with my positive words, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Were you... Were you nervous at all about, cause this was obviously a bigger stage than. Oh yeah. This is a big, this is a national platform. Yeah. So kind of like what was going through your mind or was there insecurities that tried to come or different things like that? Yeah. And just adding on to that, did you having that word from your husband that this is the year, like you're going to get crowned, like did, did, did you hold on to that or was that something that, um, you, you battled back and forth with? What did Those that are good like? questions. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think it's a couple of things. So we got really great coaching. Um, all the contestants got awesome coaching as well. Um, you know, on how to win, how to lose, you know, your attitude, um, the things that'll help you win. And I followed all of their advice. And one of the things that that was said um, by one of the coaches um, to the all the contestants was when you go to compete, you can't look at anybody else. Now, that I'd learned in my you know, personal Repeat training. that highlight because it's very important. When you go to compete, you can't look at anybody else. So you have to focus on you. And um, and so that was that was a key point for me. The other thing that they said is when you go to compete, you you have to you have to walk that stage as if you are already the queen. Mm-hmm. You have to walk into that as if you are already the queen. And and that's the other thing that I did. So in my mind, I had determined I was I am the queen and I'm getting a crown. 
and I'm not leaving without the crown. So that was the inner talk that I had to have and I had to stay focused, you know, and, and all the contestants are amazing. They're beautiful and talented and smart. And, uh, you know, so, but I had to just stay focused and um, make sure I wasn't getting distracted and not focus on, a, 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 you know, I, they were all good, good competitors, you know, so, but I had to stay focused on myself on what I was going to do. And yeah, so it took a, a lot of concentration to, to be able to do it. And it's, yeah. it's very stressful. You know, it's really high stress because in this particular pageant, you are judged on the, by the judges panel. That's a, a big part of it. So you're judged by the judges panel, you're judged private interview. In private interview. So you have three minutes to wow, six people that don't know anything about you mm. and you have no idea what they're going to ask you. And you're judged on every single thing, every nuance uh, that when the minute you walk in there and they see you now, everyone's always watching you. So our, our pat this, uh, this pageant was on the queen Mary. So the minute you step foot on that boat in long beach, California, you're, you're on everywhere you go, you're being watched. You don't know who the judges are. I didn't know what they look like, you know? So, um, and so that was a big part of it. And then you're judged on your gown, your walk, your sportswear, um, which I really like about this pageant is you don't have to wear a bathing suit. You can do sportswear. Mm -hmm. And then you're also judged on the onstage question. So that's the question that they ask you in front of everyone. You're live and you have no idea what they're going to ask you. And so, oh yeah, it's, it's, I was nervous and, you know, and and there were some challenges that I had that, you know, I'm texting my friends, please pray for me, (laughs) you know, and uh, it's intense. Yeah. It's definitely intense. So you have to be in good mental condition and physical. Well, I did, you know, and, and good emotional condition that definitely um, helps to, to winning um, is, is that on the inside, knowing who you are. And, um, and that's what stands out is you, your inner you. Right. Well, something I love that happened as, as you were getting crowned, we all have the, we have the mutual friend, Debbie Short, and she's been a, a, yeah, she's amazing. She's been a guest a few times here on coming up higher. And, and so I think David, you had called her or something and just let her know what was going on. And it was like, really close to the time that Joanna was crowned, right? When you talk to her. Um, so Debbie like turns on the TV or logs on online or something and sees Joanna and she's standing in the back. And then when they announce you as winner, then you just come to the front and you get crowned. And it was this really neat picture. And Debbie um, had been talking about the back row coming to the front row mm-hmm. and how God was just shifting uh, the season of, you know, like we talked about David, he, he was the, in the back row, he was in the, the field and his brothers didn't think that there was anything special about him. You know, his dad didn't even bring him in when, when Samuel came to anoint the, uh, anoint one of his sons as the King of Israel. But then all of a sudden something shift and David was brought to the front row, you know, he was anointed as King. And so, uh, it was just such a great picture when you were literally standing in the back row and your name gets called and you you move forward and get crowned. And so just tell us about that moment. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. That's huge. What was going on um, in your minds? Just tell us all about that. Yeah. Well, it, you know, it's, it's almost surreal because <laughs> I look back on the video footage. I'm like, wow, that's me, you know, but when I was standing there in that moment and it was um, between, you know, between the two of us and I'm just like, Okay. I, I, cause 
I, you know, it's, it's just a moment, like where time is suspended Mm -hmm. and it's, everything is still in your mind's eye and you're just waiting with that expectation. And, um, and so when they called my name, I was like, you know, it's like, Oh, okay. It did happen, you know? (laughs) And, uh, and so it was, it was exciting, intense, uh, surreal, um, at the, all at this, I mean, just all these different emotions at the very same time, mm-hmm. especially when they're putting the crown on your head and you've worked so hard. You know, I worked hard for six weeks, yeah, yeah. you know, training and coaching. Well, you worked and, hard for years prior to Well, that's that. true. Yeah, I did. Right. Yeah. Well, it was all about yeah, I don't think, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't think queens are made in a day. I think they're revealed. Mm. Oh, that's good. That's good. good. Yeah, that's really that's good. tweetable right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. So tell us now, um, you know, you have you have some new things in the works that going on. Uh, tell us like what God's doing now since you've been crowned. And because of because of COVID, you've actually been crowned for 2019 and 2020, right? Yes. Yeah. So that's that's incredible. God used that, uh, turned it around for your good. He but, did. Yeah. <laughs> She'll be handing off that crown in 2021 or 2022 well, or 2023 know, yeah. or 2024, you know. <laughs> right, we'll just awesome. make it a long rain. I love <laughs> it. a long run. Yeah, for exactly. most people, COVID was like a setback, but for you, it just extended right. your reign. Like it was a setup. Yeah, yeah. set up. So cool. And then, yeah. yeah, and we want to hear about your new song as well. Um, Your silence is deafening, so yeah, absolutely. Sure. Well, you know, so it's been interesting. So during COVID, um, during my reign, uh, we... Right before it happened, uh, we had done several red carpet events and fundraisers and charity events and things. And, you know, it's it's really cool to be able to be a part of that and be part of something that is bigger than you. You know, like uh, we went to one fundraiser, which was Ningyu, um, Never Ever Give Up. And it's a beautiful foundation that provides funding for families that have children with cancer. And it provides these toys, um, these beautiful um, bottles of toys or, you know, things and uh, for the kids all over the world. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so be able to support, you know, charities like that, that do this kind of work. And then, you know, during COVID, I've been still been able to do, I've been doing Zoom meetings and uh, been able to speak to teenage girls um, for different organizations and motivate them. I also have a speaking engagement this week, well, next week, actually. And uh, and so it's it's been great. So I've been very busy. I've been very active, yeah. um, be, awesome. still doing my platform. Um, I've also been able to do crowning uh, services as well. And that's been so powerful, you know, and I, we did this one crowning and, uh, they had this young lady there. Um, she was special needs and she had been invited, especially invited to this tea party, you know, it's a queen's tea. She's about 15 years yeah, old. She's about 15. And her mom, she looked so beautiful. She had her par- sparkly pink dress on and everything. And she was so excited and her mom pulled me aside and she was, just was in tears. And she said, Joanna, thank you so much for inviting her. She says, because of her special needs, she's not invited to many things. Mm-hmm. And that just broke my heart, yeah. you know? And so I got to crown her and the, the look on her face, mm. oh, it is just priceless. Words can't even describe it, yeah. you know? And, and so I got to crown her and, and her face. It just, it was, you could see what was happening. There was something on the inside. She got identity and part on the inside that she's special and she's beautiful. 
and she's perfect the way she is. And um, yeah, so I've been able to have these kinds of moments and these moments are what, this is what it's all about. You know, this is what lasts for eternity. And um, this is what, what, you know, heaven rejoices over. So there's nothing like being able to impact somebody else's life and you get to see it, you know, because so many people are impacted in different ways, but, you know, you don't necessarily hear those stories until, you know, you're in heaven or what have you, you know, like with David's dad, David's dad was a diving coach, you know, he's Dr. Dive. And he passed away at 60 last year. And 96. I mean, at 96, yes, yeah. 96, not 96 years old. Yeah. And we got all these stories about all of his, these students that he impacted. Mm-hmm. And so that's been really neat. And so everybody has a position or a station in life where they can make a difference yeah. by raising somebody else up or speaking identity or mm-hmm. putting their arm around somebody. So and true. saying, hey, you're special. I see something in you. Mm-hmm. And everybody has something special in them. It's just not everybody has somebody to point it out or identify it. So and true. so if we'll do that, that person might be raised up to do something great. And by extension, we were the anonymous person right. who helped light that fire, yeah. that spark that, that made it happen instead of them doing something extreme or committing suicide mm-hmm. or Right. Being a homicidal maniac, right. all of a sudden they realize this energy and this purpose on the inside of me is for a kingdom purpose instead of my own. Yeah. So, they, so yeah. And even, even you know, instilling purpose and, and calling forth destiny to the unborn, you know, like with, with your song, your silence is deafening. It's even, you know, whether it's the, the mentally challenged, you know, 15 year old or, or the young girl in the hospital or, or whoever it may be that you impact in your ministry, but also the unborn. Tell us about, about your song and, and the message and your heart behind it. Yeah. So my heart behind that was, you know, initially this was years back. I I never really understood what um, terminating life really was. I really didn't understand that. And then when I started to research that and I did volunteer work, um, you know, in these clinics that helped moms have alternatives and provided counseling for them and provided services for them. And I had to go through this training. And then when I began to realize what it really was about in the procedure, that that got my heart. Like, then when New York passed these laws that they can, you could do a full-term abortion, you can terminate a baby at eight months old. Nine months. Nine months old. Eight pound baby, full wow. I mean, it's a full grown baby. Yeah. I, I, it's horrific. Yeah. And, um, you know, when I think about, you know, women who I, I miscarried, you know, and I, I didn't have any children after I wasn't able to have children after that. And I wanted to, you know, and I think about women who, who didn't have lost their child or baby or whatever, you know, and when I heard that news, I was just, I words can't describe how I felt grieved and I wanted to do something. I wanted to, to make a difference somehow. And, um, and so, I, David said, well, you know, use your gifts, you know, don't put Facebook posts. People aren't, they don't care. They're not going to look at it. Or they're going to polarize one direction or another. Use your gift from the Lord. Right. And so I prayed and I, and I got the download first. It was first a poem and, um, and then it became, I turned it into a song. And so the heart behind the song is really for, for the mommy. And so it's for the woman who's in that position where she's pregnant and, She's either had, uh, you know, terminated uh, her baby, you know, in a previous year or whatever, or she's considering it. And it's also about the baby 
forgiving the mommy mm-hmm. and being able to find that redemption and forgiveness through the cross. Wow. And so that's really the heart of it is to just really touch the mom, to touch the baby, to touch the dad, you know, dads, yeah. a lot of times they don't have a say in what happens. And so they will deal with that for the rest of their lives. Um, and moms do deal with that for the rest of their lives in one form or another, you know, whether aware or not. And, um, and so that's really the heart. And so, uh, we ended up meeting an amazing producer, um, Tim Coons, uh, he used to produce the Backstreet Boys and was a manager and all that. And in sync and, and 20 and, other, yeah. you know, boy oh, bands. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, so he's really a seasoned, seasoned. He's a phenomenal guy. Yeah, phenomenal A-list talent. Fallen, yeah. yeah. So he helped uh, helped us with this project. So we've completed um, the single for Silence is Deafening. And then uh, the next step we're going to be doing is we're going to be working on our on the video that's going to go with the song. Wow. So I'm really excited. I, I have I've sung it for, you know, a couple different venues. Um, and the response that I get to the song is so moving. I get men and women that come up to me and they're in tears. Mm-hmm. And um, I had one woman say to me, she said, you know, Joanna, I, I, termin- I had a termination uh, when I was in college because I needed to finish school. And, and she says, and then, you know, I gave my life to Christ and became a Christian and I repented for, you know, what I'd done, but it wasn't until I heard you singing this song that I connected for the first time. And this woman is probably in her forties now. Um, it w- this is the first time in my life that I connected that this was my baby. Wow. And I realized that uh, I need to get more healing, but I also realized that my baby forgives me. Mm-hmm. My baby's in heaven and I'm, and he forgives me. Wow. And, um, you know, and, and so there's, I have so many stories, you know, um, whether they're pastors that did that in their past, it doesn't matter. We're all walks of life, you know? So it's, it's been, it's very powerful. And I really believe that it's going to help people, you know, when we officially release it. Um, and I believe it's, it's just going to be a healing song for people. And it's, and the, the premise of the song is the baby singing to the mommy mm-hmm. from the whip. That's the wow. premise of the song. That's and it's, it's really a redemption and a forgiveness mm-hmm. song. It's so far from any sort of a condemnation song mm-hmm. like yeah. you know, would find in that arena. Right. And so it gives uh, mothers and even, you know, prospective fathers, uh, if they haven't made that choice and they're, 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 they're debating that, they're vacillating, this really brings home that, my gosh, this should be your child's birthday, mm. not the termination day. Wow. And, uh, you know, what the child can become. And I, I uh, had, you know, a short-term relationship with the gal back in my, you know, days before I had met the Lord. And she got pregnant unbeknownst to me. And uh, she had twins and she adopted them out of the womb mm. to adoptive parents. So the, the children never knew the name of their biological mother or biological father. And in 2009, I was in a venture capital meeting and uh, I asked about a component of the technology. They said, well, it's not ours. I said, we'll be right back. They brought in these two kids that were about... 23 years old. It was really interesting. They, they dressed like I used to dress at that age and, you know, everything was, I'm like, wow, they, I really like these kids, you know, really sharp. <laughs> and uh, long story short, three and a half months later, they went home to their adoptive parents' house where they'd grown up their whole life. And they found a one page adoption decree. And the one page adoption decree had the name of their biological mother and biological father they'd never seen. 
and the name of their biological father was me. Wow. And so, I mean, I had already, we'd been on the phone several times and, you know, I felt almost like, like I needed to mentor or father them. It was really a weird dynamic. And I found myself like speaking in effect, like impassionately with authority in their life about certain things and they're brilliant kids. And um, unbeknownst to me, they were my biological children and now we're great friends and you know they work and live in hollywood with work with a lot of the a-listers and long story short um i have a passion because those children through a not so great decision of mine and a lifestyle that wasn't in line with the bible but god redeemed that when the mother chose to carry those twin children Mm -hmm. to full term and to adopt out of the womb and gave a gift to parents who were unable Mm -hmm. to conceive and those parents raised them. Mm -hmm. And now they're impacting really the world with their gifts. So instead of it being a day of their termination, it was their birthday. And now they're able to impact people all around the world with the gifts that God put in them from before the foundation of the world. So God will use our mistakes. Wow. And turn them for good yeah. if we'll just allow him to complete the process yeah. and we'll allow the, the caterpillar to go into the chrysalis, the chrysalis become the butterfly and that monarch butterfly can fly around the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's an amazing story. That's a God story. What did we tell you listeners? This is why we couldn't just do one episode. Yes. <laughs> yeah. have tons of these stories. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, we want to wrap up this podcast by, you know, Joanna, you spoke about speaking identity over people and just knowing who they are in Christ. And, and we covered so many things, but we just want you to go ahead and pray for our listeners. And then after you pray, if you could just, um, I know you sing, uh, in Hebrew, if there's a Hebrew song or blessing that you would like to, to, uh, to sing over them as well, we would love that. Absolutely. All right. Well, Heavenly Father, I just pray over every listener, the brothers and sisters. And now I pray that you would bring healing, divine healing from the inside out. I pray over their hearts, their minds, their body, their soul, and their spirit. And I pray that you would remove every lie, every negative word, every negative thought, that you would remove it. And that you will reveal to them truth just as you did to me. So I pray that today that they would see themselves as you see them from this day forward. When they look in in the mirror and they see themselves, I pray that they will see themselves as you see them, Jesus. That they will see how wonderful they are, how amazing they are, how they are celebrated. And that they will no longer see themselves in the old ways, but they will see themselves with the eyes of heaven. And I pray that anyone that has battled depression or self-hatred or jealousy or insecurity or any of those things, I break it off and I release freedom Mm -hmm. to replace those things, freedom and joy and love. And I declare for you, you are loved, you are favored, you are cherished, you are valued. I declare to you, there is everything right about you. And the banner over you is love, God's love. 
And he's sorry for the things that have happened that have created pain in those places. He's so sorry. And he wants to heal you today. So I release that healing over you in your heart, that healing over you in your memory, in your mind, that healing over you in your body, in your soul and your spirit. And I'm going to sing a Hebrew blessing over you right now. And the blessing is, means blessed is the Lord, our God, King of the universe. Blessed is his holy name. He loves you. Baruch Hashem Adonai, Eloheinu Leilam. Baruch Hashem Adonai, Eloheinu Leilam. Ani Yohev Otah, Ani Yohev I love you so, says the Lord. Hallelujah to the King. Amen. That was beautiful. So powerful. Yeah. So tell our listeners how they can get in touch with you and hear your music and uh, even like your online mentoring platform and all of that. Okay. So they can go to Queen of Coaching online. Queen of Coaching online, online. Yeah. coaching.online and check out some of the coaching stuff I have. And then if they want to hear some of the music, they can go to uh, SoundCloud. They can go to your, your silence is deafening. So they can go to your silence is mm-hmm. and hear the new song. Your silence is deafening.com. And we also have virtual church. a platform where we have all kinds of resources yes. called virtual church media.com virtualchurchmedia.com so we have our tv broadcast and podcast and music and teachings and books and resources yes and all kinds of things on Which virtual would be really helpful yeah virtualchurchmedia.com okay yeah, perfect we, well yeah we definitely encourage our listeners to go check them out support them their ministry and uh, get those resources and be encouraged and be built up in the yeah. faith in the process yeah we'll make sure we uh, post the links in the description of this podcast so yeah. Thank you, Ms. Thank and you. Mr. America. <laughs> thank you to Alicia and Whitney. You two are the dynamic duo. That's right. The sister, <laughs> sister right. act. You two Dynamite sisters. And I've got to say this, you two, the anointing has so grown on your life. It's beautiful. From eight or nine years ago when we met, you two just have a, a, a clearer sound, a purer sound, greater harmony. You were always anointing. You always sounded great, but now you're just at that whole next level. And the two of you have great character, right? Thank you. Great character. And that's so, so important. and yes. so impressive. We, we give you. Yeah, that means a lot. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's the biggest compliment we could get. Yes, so we yes. appreciate that. Proud of Absolutely. You. Yes. Well, thank you listeners for tuning in to another episode of Coming Up Higher. This is Alicia and Whitney, and uh, we were so blessed today. We know you were. Don't forget to subscribe and rate this podcast and share it with those that need to be encouraged. We love you guys and God bless. God bless.